1: this is a podcast from Minute Media.
0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to the stack. I'm Alex. I'm Pete. And, and on the stack, we talk what, about a, what, what's up. We should up? just
1: point out, real quick, that Justin's not here because he thinks Tom Hanks is more important than us.
0: Oh, that is a very confusing thing to say. And I'm not going to elaborate on what you're talking about, except for the fact that. You are right, and he's wrong. And <laughs> you really should not have put Tom Hanks before us. I agree. You know who else is a big star, though, is the Hulk. He's one of the biggest stars we have in the comic book universe. And we're going to be talking about The Immortal Hulk, number 50 from Marvel, written by Al Ewing, art by Joe Bennett. This is the last issue of this title. But before we get into it, I do think it's important to mention that there was a huge flap, both online and off, about artist Joe Bennett, who apparently snuck some anti-Semitic imagery into Immortal Hulk and other art that he's done. Al Ewing has cut ties with him. I believe Marvel has cut ties with him as well and said Immortal Hulk number 50 is the last thing that they're ever going to do with him. So uh, I will say, speaking as the Jewish member of the podcast really kind of marred my experience with reading this final <laughs> issue here. Yeah, that well, yeah. just just really scope. changes things. Yeah, uh, just a little bit, particularly because I've been like, wow, the art is so good and weird in this book. Um, so it definitely emotionally made me feel a little bit of turmoil.
1: But now I'm patient through it to see if I can spot any of there it.
0: There wasn't anything, I hope, in this issue necessarily. It wasn't in this issue. It was in earlier issues that he did things that were incredibly dicey. Uh, but. Let's talk about the story, though, because Al Ewing does wrap up the story here that he was telling, this horror-inflected Hulk. I know you were initially very hesitant about this, and then ultimately, I think, turned around on the story quite a bit. Here, we get a bunch of Hulks traveling into this Hell region to find out who is really behind the Green Door, to beat Samuel Stearns once and for all. We get a wrap-up here. We get a tee-up for the next series. What would you think about this?
1: Well... Um, it's, it's really creepy. I did, it did kind of bother me in the beginning, but the storytelling really won me over. This kind of goes on like I, first off, I loved, uh, the, you know, the shout out that we got, uh, to Hulk and his, uh, uh, love Jarella there. Um, uh, from the uh, heart of an Adam storyline way back in the day which is uh, very, one of my favorite Hulk storylines of all time uh Sh- a Shot of Love at the Heart of the Adam, I believe it's called and uh, I uh, yeah, it's, it got a little weird um, just, just a little yeah, and so like I was a little disappointed in the ending, but um, overall this has been a heck of a ride and it sucks that the art Artist thing that had to ruin it at the end. I I really like this
0: quite a bit, and I like the fact that even to the end of this run, Al Ewing was still dealing with Hulk continuity, like you said with the Jarellis stuff and other things. He also infused his own enormous, enormous change, and I'll spoil it here. So if you don't want to know, move away. But. Way back in the day, going back to either great-grandfathers or great-great-grandfathers, Samuel Stearns and Bruce Banner are related. That they essentially, I believe the implication here is that they essentially had, came from the same mother, like in certain ways, because there was two women, two men who loved the same woman. So they probably come from essentially the same family tree and at least some respects. So I love that twist and I love that adding that bit to the mythology. Um, I think the ultimate reveal of who was behind the green door and who was the big cloud guy and everything was a little too underplayed for me. Maybe I'm being dumb here, but it felt like the sort of thing that Al Ewing was coming to God, like you all guessed this issues ago. Come on, you know how it is. So we can kind of slow play it a little bit. And even reading it, I was like, I think, I think they're saying that's Bruce Banner's father, but I'm not 100% sure. So I, I do feel like it should have been 5 to 10% clearer in terms of what was going on there. Yeah,
1: because after 50 issues of, like, real roller coaster and build up, it was kind of like, what? <laughs> but
0: the amount of mythology and the amount that he's played with what the Hulk is has been so impressive over really the course fun. of those 50 issues. This is... We've talked about this a lot. It's pretty incredible to be reading a classic, completely different Hulk run in this day and age, and that's to be lauded in and of itself.
1: Sure. Yeah, there's been a lot of amazing Hulk runs over the years. And, uh, you know, Planet Hulk by Greg Pak is definitely one of those.
0: <laughs> sure. And this is another one. So there you go. Yeah. Next up. Let's talk about whether this was a classic run or not. Strange Adventures, number 12 from DC Comics, written by Tom King, art by Mitch Gerads and Evan Doc Shaner. This is wrapping up the storyline here as Mr. Terrific and Elena Strange, I guess is her last name, yeah. travel to the Picts to kind of finish things once and for all and rescue her daughter. This, to me, very much felt like a coda to the series. It felt like Ooh. we wrapped up the main mystery of the last issue and we're dealing with the ramifications here. I didn't mind that, but I think this is something that will read better when you read reread the overall series rather than reading as an individual issue. What about you, Pete?
1: Yeah, I, again, was kind of like, this has ended, and I was like, what? what? Very
0: confusing week for you.
1: Yeah, and uh, but also the twist of where it was like, yo, just raise my kids. You'd be perfect at it. Could you do that? Could you just, like, hand over, like, kids like that be like, hey here, Justin, raise my kids too while you're at I
0: mean I don't want to spoil the end of the podcast. <laughs>
1: but fun. I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah.
0: I thought this was really good. The art here was absolutely fantastic of the series across the board. The writing was really solid. This was a very strong series, a very dark series. Um clearly there's some huge ramifications as well for the DC universe by the end here in terms of what has happened to Adam Strange. So we'll have to see how much people hold to it going forward. Mm-hmm. next up chilling adventures of Sabrina number yes. nine from Archie Comics Let's written by Robert Gerasikasa art by Robert Hack people have been begging for this for years now when it wrapped up with eight issues left it on a dangling cliffhanger and never got back with issue nine we had an entire four parts of a TV series on Netflix at the intervening time and finally we're looping back to it So very exciting.
1: Um, What'd you think, Pete? Well, I have have some questions. Yeah. Why didn't it just be like the TV show? You know what I mean? Because like, I, that's what I wanted. So here's
0: the thing. You're going to get that. They're publishing chilling. Yes, you are great. Did you, did you continue to read past the last page?
1: How can you, if it's the last page? So there was the last continue. page, and right opposite
0: was an ad for, I believe it's called The Occult World of Sabrina. I don't and that was ads. going to be an in-canon continuation of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix.
1: Oh, wow. The
0: ad answered my question? It's crazy to me that you didn't say that, because you were constantly like, I don't want to talk about this comic book. I want to talk about this ad that was at some point in the issue. The fact that the highly relevant ad passed by <laughs> you is crazy to me.
1: Yeah, now that I'm looking back at it, it's it's uh, it's uh super clear. It looks just like the TV <laughs> show. <laughs> they, all, they all just needed a sound and said, hey, Pete, mm-hmm. look, we got you.
0: Yeah. Hey, it's very, got I'm you. very excited. Oh, that's I'm great. So they're doing both of them. They're doing Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which is the original source material. They're also doing a cult world of Sabrina is what it's called, right? And that's going to be the continuation of the Netflix series. Um, so very excited about all of this. I... Loved jumping back into this, particularly given the show. I had forgotten how funny this book was. Like, it's very dark, but also very weirdly funny and gross at the same time. And it was nice getting back into that world.
1: Yeah, I miss Sabrina. It was such a great show. Uh, I loved all the characters. It was different. You know, they had different people playing different, uh, parts here. So that part was confusing and it didn't fit in my head. But once I worked past all that, it's, uh, the art's great. It's nice. Robert Hack. Good, good artist. Yeah. It's great to be back in the world of Sabrina. You know, it's a great magical kind of world. Next up, the amazing Spider-Man number 76 from Marvel, written by Zev
0: Wells, art by Patrick Gleason. This is continuing the fresh new run on Spider-Man. Last issue, Ben Riley and Peter Parker were fighting the UFOs. Peter Parker got irradiated. And this issue things get even worse for Peter Parker. How are you feeling, Pete? You doing okay? No. I'm not no further comments. Just not not okay. I'm not doing
1: all right, buddy. Thanks for asking. This is an enjoyable. Uh, you know, there's enough shit going on with people. Uh, you know, I don't need this too. Okay. I like
0: this run. It's, I'm nervous about where it's going to go. And I think reading a Spider-Man comic, that's a good place to be because I have not felt worried for Peter Parker in a very long time. Um, so that is interesting. The direction of Ben Riley is interesting. The mixing up this world is interesting i'm I'm very fascinated to see where this ends up. It could go very wrong very quickly, but right now, I am way more
1: into it with this issue than I was with the last. Can I just I feel like there should be some buffers between like when somebody just gets through a heavy kind of like you know a bunch of things going on in their life that they should just get like couple spider-man one shots just to kind of remind us of why we fell in love with the character before it just fucking tortures us again so like i don't know i was having we just got off the roller emotional roller coaster with the the dead people bullshit and and the last one and now we're kind of like dealing with this evil twin bullshit with ben riley and it's just kind of like man I know Spider-Man's always in some shit, but it would be really nice if I could just enjoy myself reading a Spider-Man comic. You know what I mean? Not now. Not ever. (laughs) Not going to happen.
0: Wonder Woman number 780 from DC Comics, written by Becky Cloonan and Michael W. Conrad, art by Travis Moore and Steve Pugh. I'll tell you what... This is 100% on me for not reading any news about this or anything, but I was super bummed when we got to the last issue and felt like, oh, man, we're having Becky Clinton and Michael W. Conrad are wrapping up their run. What a bummer. And then this issue, they're back, and Wonder Woman's back. She's back on Earth. She's alive. She's hanging out with her friends. Oh, man. Very happy about this. What a pleasant surprise for me, the person who did no research.
1: Yeah. (laughs) This is just, you know, plus, you know, the cookies moment was fun. It was nice to see Wonder Woman walk around the halls being like, hey, you know, and then people coming to grips with Wonder Woman being alive again. I was a little disappointed in Batman. Like, it would have been nice if he reacted a little bit better than just the handshake. I Uh, mean,
0: that was fun. That was a fun moment. You have Batman come in and be like, well, glad you're back. See you later. And he was like, and even I, I didn't like, see that on. coming.
1: Yeah, I know. I want a little bit more. You know what I mean? But he was like, even I didn't see this coming. And I was like, come on, man, You can do better than that, right? Wonder yeah. Woman's alive.
0: I love the moment, just the brief moments of Steve Trevor finding out, Eddie Candy oh, yeah. finding out. Very sweet. Very wonderful. Really excited to follow the this the going reaction, forward. I'm so though. happy this team is back. It's yeah. great. Great. Good yeah. stuff. Next up, Star Trek The Mirror War, number one from ITW, written by Scott and David Tipton. Art by Gavin Smith. I was curious to check out this one because we checked out the Zero issue that set this up. This is essentially a jacked Captain Picard
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who's trying to take over the Mirror Universe.
0: Yeah, it's like man. some
1: fanfic, bro. He is. He's a hunk. Okay. He's got a goatee. He's got no time for shit.
0: Oh my God. Uh, this is... V- Very silly, but I had a good time reading this anyway. All of this twisted Next Generation stuff is very fun. It doesn't go, I don't know if they mean it to go dark. Like sometimes the Mirror of Universe stuff, like the stuff they did on Star Trek Discovery, was very dark. Like very intense and very dark. This is more funny dark, but... I liked it. Uh, what did you think, Big? You're, you're, I think, a little less of a Star Trek fan than I am.
1: Yeah, this was just insane, man. This was just like, when they were just shooting people in that hallway, I was like, come on, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this it's kind of like, you know, as someone who's not as familiar with the original, like all the kind of lore, to kind of have the mirror-verse, it just seemed like really over the top. Uh, It's definitely
0: playing on your expectations of things. There's like Chief O'Brien is the main engineer and he's just this nice guy on the ship. And here he's like, "Eh, (laughs) I'm a witch, (laughs) essentially. And it's it's silly. I don't know. But I had a fun time watching it. Good. Watching Mm, it by watching it, it.
1: I mean, reading it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you play um, them in little movies in your head. as Yeah. Now, one.
0: Pete, are you having like a little bit of a mirror war of your own? Like just sort of like having a little bit of fight trying to get a mirror when you're, when you're trimming yourself, you know, down there or anything? Well, I think that's something you don't have to worry about quite you're as much. you talking about my pants pumpkins? With your pants pumpkins. It's not something you have to worry about as much if you use Manscaped's performance package, Pete.
1: Well, You're not going to have a mirror war.
0: You're gonna be in. A, you're gonna have a federate form of federation oh, with your pubes because autumn is in the air. The pumpkins are there in the patch, and our friends at Manscaped are here to make sure you don't carve your pimps pumpkins. When you're grooming, if you know what I'm saying, make sure you're keeping things fresh this fall with the Leaders of Male Grooming and the brand-new fourth-generation performance package. Boys, get ready for cuffing season like no other. Ready to take the leap at the fall with Manscaped. Join the 2 million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with code FANSIDE and 20. Now, yes, Pete. I was going
1: to say, we're not just... Uh shills you know what i mean like we've used this product we 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 were like hey this works this isn't going to leave your balls feeling weird all right this is going to take care of your balls
0: well you use the lawnmower 4.0 right and i made a jack-o-lantern with one
1: yep and uh i can't tell you enough the light is super important you need that down there
0: here's the great thing
1: you can use it down
0: there if you want but also you can trim a jack-o-lantern and then leave the light on in the jack o' lantern, and it's all spooky.
1: Wow, that it seems gross.
0: I mean, I made my own pants pumpkin, is essentially oh, what oh, I did. Oh, but oh. in this package, you're going to get the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker, the ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold all of your travel goodies. Bags, nice. What? A deal, And it's an even better deal because you can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDE20 at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDE20 at Manscaped.com. Make your balls a priority this fall. Choose Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Also, your space balls will thank you. <laughs> you
2: got it. Stop doing that. Bruce Wayne may appear to be a wealthy playboy, but beneath this facade, his true identity is that of the Batman, waging an endless war against crime. Join the Cape Crusader and Batman The Audio Adventures, the first scripted audio original featuring Batman and his villainous rogues gallery in a world premiere story of life and death in Gotham City, debuting exclusively on HBO Max. Starring Jeffrey Wright as Batman and a who's who of incredible Saturday Night Live alums, this rollicking adventure told across 10 episodes is written and directed by Emmy winner Dennis McNicholas. Includes devilishly delightful original music by Doug Bossi and performances by Rosario Dawson, John Leguizamo, Chris Parnell, Melissa Villasenor, Seth Meyers, Jason Sudeikis, Brooke Shields, Fred Armisen, and many, many more. Go to hbomax.com slash Batman Audio Adventures for more and stream Batman The Audio Adventures only on HBO Max.
0: Next up, X-Men number four from Marvel, written by Jerry Dugan, art by Javier Pina. This is a spooky Halloween issue of X-Men as the X-Men are tortured by Nightmare. Now, you've been a little not so much uh, back and forth as back on the X-Men, but here, this feels like a classic X-Men adventure as they fight Nightmare. What'd you think about this one, Pete?
1: First off, uh love the Headless Horseman cover uh holding Cyclops's decapitated head as, like, a pumpkin. That made me happy. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fun, because it was like, hey, Cyclops is dead. Wouldn't that be cool? Anyways, uh well, yeah, we have a lot of, this is, like, Comic is fun, you know. You're dealing with the nightmare, uh, and I think, hey, you know, this is spooky and this is fun, and uh, but then you get like diagrams and you remember, oh, yeah, right, this it's
0: honestly on. crazy to me to see such a goof issue from X-Men. Like, I feel like. The fact that every issue of X-Men so far has been like, this is the most important issue of any comic you are ever going to read in your lifetime, literally every time out of the gate, that it's like, eh, I don't know, Nightmare Attacks them or something, yeah. is wild. And it's very fun. Jerry Dugan does a great job. The art by Javier Pina is real good. Um, but it was just funny to read to read an, an X-Men issue that was just kind of like a one-off fun bit, you know?
1: Yeah. Except for the weird space laser thing at the end, right?
0: Yeah. Except for that thing. Yes, that was a big continuity thing as well. It seemed like it was some
1: kind of red gem that he was shooting a laser out of somewhere.
0: Yeah. Well, he was using ruby quartz, so he was basically making a big... He's a large cyclops, so... Uh. That Ooh. should be one of your favorite characters. We
1: need less Cyclops, not more Cyclops.
0: Mm. The Joker number eight from DC comics written by James of the fourth jam Johns art by Gilliam March and Rosie comp. The front story here has some absolutely terrible things happen to commissioner Gordon's new lady love. And then yeah. he's taken hostage by the new lady Bane, who seems to be called vengeance. We find out her origin story, what she wants. And now together they're gunning for the Joker. I thought this was great. I yeah, really like this liked is, it a lot.
1: Wow, this is a lot of fun. They've been taking a lot of big swings with Bane lately in the Batman comics kind of world. Also with the animated series. I've been enjoying this. The vengeance is fun. Like the kind of like. I'm putting my own shit together. Even villains kind of question what their life motives are and like why they are here and what they're doing and are they doing the right thing? So I thought this was a very interesting uh, kind of boat ride for our characters and um, yeah, love the art. And then also I thought the backup was also cool. This is just uh, this is great package. These two. Together. Yeah, this is good stuff. And I really,
0: I was a little nervous about the Lady Bane thing. I think they've done a really good job of delineating her from the main Bane and giving her a motivation about the Joker that's very interesting. Very curious to see what's going to happen in the next issue. This is a total side note, but I have no other way to tell this story. But I. Interviewed Robin Givens and Javisia Leslie for Batwoman for the season premiere. Mm-hmm. Uh and while I was talking to so I talked to them and then I sent it off to get it transcribed. And when I got it back, so sometimes when you get a transcription back, it's like things are kind of all over the place. Like they don't know what they're talking about, and there's things that are wrong or incorrect or whatever. Mm-hmm. This one, everything was spelled correctly, it was great. Uh, Even when they were talking about specific Batman stuff in the interview, I was like, oh, okay, this person is clearly who transcribed this, like, either did a lot of checking or was a Batman fan. Most likely they did a lot of checking. Uh, Most likely they're a Batman fan because they turned it around very quickly. The one thing that was very funny to me is Rabin Givens said something about her character being a Bane to Javicia Leslie's character, and the person capitalized "Bane," and I was like, "Oh, um, you're yeah. you're definitely
1: a Batman fan.
0: Wow. Wow. <laughs> you did that Could co- you... incorrectly for the sentence, but correctly for Batman,
1: which was and very funny. there was at one point you were like, "Robin Gibbons, can we talk about uh, you know Riverdale?" Like, what I up,
0: did do that.
1: Nice. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> I know, video. I
0: know what side my bread is buttered on. Pete. There you go, there you absolutely. Go. She didn't really say. take the bait very much, but I, I um, threw it out there. Got to try. You got to try. She's, I did. She's a big I was so getting cut off. So I did. Dick. This is a, We're getting on a very side topic. I did refrain from asking her whether Sierra McCoy and Tom Keller are still married. <laughs> or wow. now, because I was like, they're talking. I don't have any more time to talk to them. So I got to wrap this up. But wow. in any case, next time, Robin Givens. Next time. Next up, though, Maze book, number two, from Dark Horse Comics by Jeff Lemire. This book is phenomenal. Yeah, this is. Uh, about a man who lost his daughter many years prior in the first issue. Spoiler for the end. But he got a call from her on the phone, even though she died years earlier. Here, we're following up from that, dealing with very much with the fact of, is he going crazy? Is she actually alive in some way? What exactly is going on here? It all ties into the mazes of the title. This is wonderful. What did you think, Pete?
1: This is super creepy, and like very intricate but very cool uh yeah this is just Jeff Lemire just killing it basically a lot of like really stunning powerful panels um yeah you don't know if this character we're following is out of their gourd or what's going on but it's it's such a great number one to get you excited about things and uh yeah I think this is just fantastic
0: Next up, Superman and the Authority, number four from DC Comics. I'm oh, sorry, Grant it's, Mar-
1: a, it's a number two, it's not a number one, I apologize. Yes, it is.
0: Uh, Superman and the Authority, number four from DC Comics, written by Grant Morrison, art by Michael Janine. This is actually the last issue of this title, as Superman takes his new team fighting against a bunch of different enemies before we tee up a bunch of other mysteries in the Superman books we've been I think back and forth on this one other than the art of course which is fantastic but Pete Great. how do you think this wrapped up
1: oh you got it's fun you know you got kind of the ultra humanite evil super kind of like Nazi thing which it just it feels like a like a good villain that we can all hate and is a it feels like a fun DC superhero comic, and I think they they did a good job of like staying in that lane and it being a, a solid read.
0: Cool. Next up, homesick pilots, number 10 from Image Comics, written by Dan Waters, art by Casper Wingard. In this issue, we're finally getting the thing that has been teased since the very first issue of our two Ghost mechas are coming into conflict with each other. This is the tee up for that. We're going to see the real Fallout next issue, I assume. But as usual, this is great.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is just kind of leading up to this sick battle sequence that is going to happen. Homesick. Oh, whoa. Uh, But yeah, just uh, really very tense, but uh, super sweet and powerful. The art the arts and the paneling is just really uh, otherworldly. It's, it's a really creative, cool book.
0: Very good stuff. Definitely pick this up if you aren't. Next up, I Am Batman, number two from DC Comics, written by John Ridley, art by Steven Segovia. In this issue, we're continuing to follow our, our future Batman as he fights against the magistrate and his peacekeepers and a bunch of other things. Uh, what do you think about this one?
1: I thought this was great. I... I thought that I love the art. This is just like a cool Batman and I'm excited for more. I think this is just like a eh, it's a cool take on a character we know well and it would be interesting to see uh the differences and all the kind of uh different choices. So I'm enjoying it.
0: Well, that was my issue with this issue, I think, oh, is the first on, one. Dude. The first one really issue. started to delineate what is different about this Batman here. For the most part of the running time, it just felt like Batman. Like, it felt like reading a Batman book with not well, too many what differences. what about the part
1: where he, like, took off his mask and was That's like, That's what I'm I was not... about to say,
0: is the end of the book gives us a different twist when he is specifically showing off to somebody, hey, I'm a black man, I'm not the Batman you think I am. So well, it'll be I'm interesting to follow in this in the next issue. What?
1: But he's still Batman.
0: But he's still Batman, yes. Right. But he's not the Batman that everybody thinks he is. Uh, so it'll be interesting to follow that, uh, but... Uh, yeah, not quite as was, strong as the first issue, but excited to check out the third
1: regardless. I was Spe- hoping it would be like more of a moment where was like, wait, do they get a load of me? Uh, but I think this is fun. And uh, sorry, I didn't mean to.
0: No, 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 that's fine. I mean, it's weird that you said that because I would have preferred that he said, you ever dads with the devil in the pale moonlight? Ooh. That would be cool. The oh Unbelievable Unteens, number three from Dark Horse Comics, again, written by Jeff Lemire. Jeez, art by Tyler guy. This one is part of the Black Hammer universe. It is a twist on X-Men, where all of the X-Men are, maybe I'm starting to think of this issue. It might be Teen Titans, not X-Men, though there's yeah. like a little bit of each, uh, have forgotten who they are. We're getting reveals about their past and what went on with them. Such a good book as well. Really love the art here in particular. That's the standout for me as Tyler Crook jumps between quote unquote real world and the comic book world. But what did you think, Pete?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is powerful stuff. It's amazing art. Jeff Lemire is unbelievable. Um, but yeah, it's a lot about, you know, what sacrifices people make for others and, uh, you know, how people deal with it. It's it's sad. It's powerful. It's moving. It's, uh, you know, it's a pretty solid book him
0: next up another batman book batman the imposter number one from dc comics written by mattson tomlin art by andrea sorrentino in this issue we're getting a i think younger batman as he finds somebody is a copycat who is a killer and he has to go after it meanwhile lizzie tompkins is helping him work through a bunch of stuff I liked this quite a bit. I thought it was very well done, but I do think the reason for this book being is Andrea Sorrentino's art more than anything.
1: Yeah. The first thing I've written here is really great art. Uh, Really just cool setup for this whole world, this whole kind of idea. Uh, I also think it's interesting that like, it's not just good guys and bad guys fighting and Gotham. There's also this kind of like uh, interest of kind of like, well, you know, we would, there wouldn't be just villains against Batman. So this kind of like imposter Batman that is kind of uh, brought up here for its own goal is is very interesting. But I also really love Detective Wong. So I'm mm-hmm. interested to see what this team up is going to be like. It's. Just last thing
0: I'll say about the art style, or at least the panel layouts, is it's very reminiscent of Batwoman back in the day and what J.H. Williams III did there. So really good if you're a fan of that. Next up, one of my favorite books right now, Six Sidekicks of Trigger Keaton number 5 from british <laughs> Comics, written by Kyle Starks, art by Chris Schweizer. In this issue, our six sidekicks think they figured out who killed their... boss uh, I guess trigger Keaton Uh, only it turns out spoiler it's a trap by all of the stuntmen in Hollywood who want to beat the crap out of them and so fun the entire issue is basically one big fight scene but it has the same humor as the rest of the issues it's smart it's funny the action is really good I love this book
1: Well, that's the fun thing. It's like, you know, you think you've seen so many action things and there's all these, like, great uh, over-the-top lines that you see in action movies, but, like, the line where the guy jumps off into a pile of uh, bad guys to fight them and he yells, here comes the shit, was hysterical. I, I enjoyed that. Very much. The art's just great. The character designs are fun. This is just a, a a really cool and like quick kind of like the speed of this comic is very enjoyable. This is a great read. So good. So much fun. Next up another Jeff Lemire,
0: Lemire book. What are we doing? I don't know what we're doing. What a week for this guy. Black Hammer Reborn, number four, from Dark Horse Comics, written by Jeff Lemire. Art by Caitlin Yarsky. This is wrapping up the first arc here as we get a gut punch of an ending for our main character, the new Black Hammer. She gets some big revelations about exactly what's going on. And as I mentioned, by the end, some terrible things happen to her. But I love in particular, how this issue is tearing through story here. And like the unbelievable unteens, a lot of the Black Hammer universe seems to be playing with the idea of memory, which is very interesting.
1: Yeah. Uh, this, it continues to be a very creative, interesting take on this kind of superhero team here. Uh, we kind of get this tripped-out old guy throughout time, which it turns out is going to be like Justin our tripped-out old guy. You know what I mean? Like every once in a while he shows up and as to go on some weird kind of uh, adventure, so uh yeah, I thought this was uh this was super it continues to be really powerful,
0: yeah, good stuff next up, ordinary gods, number four written by Kyle Higgins and Joe Clark, art by Felipe Guadanape. here we're continuing the story of a bunch of gods who are mm, trapped is probably the wrong word, but stuck in human form as they track down other members of their clan and yeah, I really like the mythology that they're building out here. What do you think, Pete?
1: Yeah, I I do. I, I think it's very interesting. This is like a great kind of like continuation of the story. And I also like the character design, like the person who's like this kind of trickster God really looks like a trickster, you know what I mean? And I think that like, that's such a cool, Uh, uh, character design and and very well done. Uh, Yeah, this book continues to be a lot of fun. And last but not
0: least, definitely not least, Man is The Curse, number four from Image Comics, written by Chelsea Kane, art by Leah Mitnick. This is, I'm guessing, the best book that you are not reading right now about a girl and a boy who are trapped on a island craft cap. It turns out craft cap is actually witchcraft cap. Everybody else on the island has disappeared. They've discovered four very tiny campers and are trying to make them bigger and figure out what will happen to their fellow campers. It's interspersed with a bunch of... Curious to get your take on this, Pete, because it's very like
1: the text pages. But more Mm picture-driven. So I'm enjoying this. This is very creative use of in-between, I love the different stuff because it's more art-driven instead of just text-driven. Uh, very creative, very cool, makes it fit into this world of kids. And uh, I think this is really just very enjoyable and creative. I, this was my pick for the week. I mean, the, the there's this one kind of like page that is just like hands, leaves, and butterflies that is just like this artistic painting in the middle of this. Uh, I just I'm, was very impressed by this book. You should definitely be checking this out. This There's is such a cool way to tell a story.
0: I, I love it as well. And one of the things that I love about it is that It's actually scary at points, and it's also very funny, often at the same points. Like, there's a whole thing where they're trying to get under the roots of this tree into a cave, and the... The girl character says to the boy character, hey, you go first. And he says, why should I go first? And she's like, you're literally wearing a helmet. And he's been <laughs> wearing a football helmet the entire time. And it's a double page spread of them talking and sneaking through these roots. Yeah. And on the second page, there's two panels where he actually bogs his head on stuff. So it was helpful that he has the football helmet. And it's just such a nice payoff of that joke at the same time where they're in this situation where you're like, I don't know where they're going, and this is kind of upsetting as we're watching it. So that it walks this line the entire time is awesome. This book is so good.
1: Very, very good. Definitely can't recommend it enough. I would like to say, Alex, before we close out, a lot of times we get asked about, like, Kind of uh, comics for younger readers, uh, for different people. I just wanted to give a shout out to Wonder Woman, The Adventures of Young Diana Special. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to kind of quickly glance at that, and I was really impressed. Um, and I just think that... Like, Is that I- a
0: collection of the stuff that was in the back of Wonder Woman?
1: I think so, Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, but, that was a really uh, good As far story. as
1: young readers are concerned, it's it's beautifully drawn and such a great story and very cool. So you know, when we get asked stuff like that, uh, I never remember in the moment. Uh, so I wanted to kind of point it out. All right, we... I'll just
0: play this clip back.
1: Oh, great! Yeah, if we could just kind of yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> and I'll just cue you to play it. I'll, I'll
0: tell time. our producer. I'll say, hey, roll clip.
1: <laughs> great.
0: If you like to support our podcast, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to crowdcast on YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about comic books, iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at comic book live on Twitter. Comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, we'll see you at the comic book shop.